Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, be awesome listeners. This is episode two from Under the Peach Tree. I'm Joshua Peach and look forward to talking with you here for the next 20 or so minutes. Before I talk about my perspective on things, I just wanted to say thank you to the countless number of folks that listened last week and uh, also the ones that chose to send me a message or email me or a phone call. Uh, it was really cool. I got to speak with people I've known for a long time, people I've known for no time, and people I haven't talked to in a long time, and uh, really meant a lot to me. I, doing this, have no idea what I'm doing and uh, no idea people are going to listen and more importantly if they're going to like it and uh, great feedback all around Uh, and I'm going to keep on doing this as long as you let me and as long as you like me this week I want to talk to you about perspective and uh, you know perspective is nothing more than your point of view on things and your point of view can be uh, really different in the same challenge or uh, instance or some whatever is around you, you can have um, a positive perspective, a negative perspective, or a middle perspective. The best way to have a perspective is obviously the positive one. I had a number of things happen this past week that uh, showed me some great examples. The first would be, uh, and happened first thing Monday, I got called to jury duty. I get called pretty often. As a matter of fact, I'm right on that every three-year uh, period where they can call you, I get the the card in the mail, and um, I served on a jury a number of years ago for a, a crab fishing lawsuit, and I was on the jury for it was almost a three week trial, and um, you know I, I I'm kind of indifferent. Uh, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me that I get called to it. It uh, if I get chosen, that's fine and if I don't that's okay too but uh, this past Monday I went in and the general energy in the room of the potential jurors was that of uh, not wanting to be there and not wanting to be a part of it and the judge came in about an hour and a half into it and said some things that were really instrumental in changing people's perspective on why they were there he didn't just say that it was our civic duty and our obligation as American citizens to serve on jury, jury duty. He said how incredible it was that people that have never met each other, didn't know who they each other were, were able to come together and sit through a trial, communicate with each other, look at things in a way to understand what the most likely outcome should be, whether it be guilty or not guilty, and do it in a way that is respectable and comfortable for everybody. And that's pretty powerful when you think about it, because most people aren't really comfortable with people they don't know, yet when put into that situation, forced into that situation even, they come out with an outcome that is the best possible outcome, which is a conclusive decision by everybody that's the same, and they do it respectfully. Pretty awesome. Seeing as how most of us can 
start to go to work on Monday and go somewhere where there's people we know, where people we might respect, and we have a hard time getting through a meeting together. I sat through a three-week crab lawsuit for three weeks, and not one argument, disagreement. Uh, We all spoke together uh, when it came to deliberate and respected each other's opinions and what people had to say, asked questions, counted on others to um, have information that we might not have caught. And uh, all of a sudden we saw the, the energy and the attitude in the room change dramatically. And that was pretty incredible to just sit back and watch how folks were anxious to leave, were now just waiting to see if they were going to be a part of a jury or not. I wouldn't go so far as to say people were looking forward to it or not happy that they got to leave, but I think they saw things a little bit differently uh, thanks to the judge putting that perspective on things. On Thursday, I was supposed to go to North Carolina uh, to our office for the day. I had a 6 a.m. flight. And about midnight, uh, we were going up to bed, Amy and I, and as we were going up the stairs, we heard what I could only imagine would be the sound of a bobcat in a phone booth coming from our basement. So I immediately went downstairs, and we have a well uh, because we live in the woods. And uh, when you have a well, you have to have what's known as a pressure tank, uh, which is a a tank that's got a bladder inside of it, which has a, a balance of air and water. Well, that balance broke, and their pressure release valve at the bottom of the tank had water just screaming out of it. And uh, so I was downstairs in a pool of water, and uh, immediately I just went into panic mode of, you know, I'm not going to be able to get on my flight. Inevitably, I'm going to be picking up the basement and get throwing things. Thankfully, we had a dumpster for spring cleaning, uh, but I'm going to be throwing lots of our things out, uh, cleaning up, missing my flight. We're not going to have running water, and I'm going to need to figure out how to get a new tank in quickly. And Amy came down just as I was going through all of that, and she just simply said, don't worry about it. We'll get through it. We've gotten through much worse. What perfect timing that was for her to do that, and how powerful it was for me going through everything, um, frustrated and worried for her to say that. And she was 100% right. We had been through much worse. We had $150,000 in damage in the polar vortex of 2015. I was on my roof just about every day for 27 days, ripping apart ice dams, trying to keep uh, water from continuing to come into our house, just as one one example. We've had uh, multiple other uh, catastrophes, if you will, over the last three years. It seems like our house resembles Tom Hanks' money pit from the 80s uh, as of late. And we've had lots of other things that were much worse than some running water in the basement. But in the moment, I was consumed and frustrated, and she was able to be grounded and positive. And uh, that's really important to make sure that you have folks around you that are not going to commiserate with you when things get tough, that they're going to try to be the beacon of light to keep you going, to keep you positive, and to give you better perspective on things. Because uh, if they don't and they do commiserate with you, you're just going to be sitting in a puddle of water, angry at the world for no reason other than you think it's the end of the world. So make sure you have somebody there that's going to do what Amy did, because I couldn't 
be more appreciative of her doing that for me. And, uh, you know, the, the next piece to this whole week was, uh, on Saturday, uh, Danny and Chance have got some of the greatest, coolest grandparents around. Um, all of our family for that matter is just, uh, you couldn't ask for better people to be a part of a family on both sides. Uh, they're just all great. And, uh, one instance here recently, Danny had a sleepover at, at Amy's parents, and Danny's grandfather, uh, also known as Poppy, uh, he's just uh, he, he's just a big kid too. He he has so much fun with with all the grandkids. But uh, at the sleepover, Danny came home and he announced to Amy and I that he and Poppy were up late um, on eBay and they had bid and won a, a jeep. Now, looking at this Jeep, I would venture to guess that they were the only bid, but for Danny, they were the winning bid. This Jeep was a 1977 Jeep Renegade that has been sitting in a field in New York for over 20 years, hasn't been run in 18, and there was a tree growing from out of the grill. So to say that they had the winning bid on this Jeep was uh, an understatement, I guess. And uh, after seeing the picture and hearing about how it's going to get shipped out to Poppy's house, uh, I just asked a simple question, what are you guys going to do with this thing? And uh, they very simply responded that they were going to rebuild it and it was going to run. have to admit I really had a hard time seeing that this was going to do anything other than take up some space in a yard. This past Saturday, Poppy called uh, in the morning and said that uh, today would be the day that they turn over the Jeep to see her run and uh, asked if we'd be interested in going. Obviously, out of support and uh, interest, we were more than happy to go over there, and we did. And it was sitting in front of the Jeep, waiting for him to turn it over, looking at it, and realizing that Poppy and Danny have something that many of us uh, lose sometimes in one thing or many things, and that's a relentless commitment. They were uh, just dedicated to making this thing run, and Poppy turned that key, and within three seconds, the purring of the engine happened. It ran, it ran very well, and the excitement in all of their eyes, and my eyes too, was awesome it was just something of disbelief and really quickly turned to belief because thinking back through the last two months the discussions the parts the yard sales they'd go to and buy a winch or whatever was going on there was no way this thing wasn't going to run this was bound to happen and their attitude, their perspective on the determination of making this thing run is really what got it started, I believe. And uh, couldn't be happier. I'm excited that it can run, but I can't wait for it now to drive, and I'm looking forward to taking a ride with them in it when it does. You know, um, there's a story I'm going to share with you, Aaron. It's a couple parts to it. Um, My uh, son has a got out of school about a month ago and every year we have the end of year parent teacher where we go in and talk to his teacher and find out all the things that went well and the things that need improvement or need work and at the end of this year 
his teacher, one of the first things he said was that Danny was really talkative. No surprise. Amy and I like to talk. Um, as a matter of fact, my first initial gut uh, brought me back through just about every year of school that I had where my parent teachers were, that the teachers would say that I was not just talkative, I was disruptive. Talkative always had disruptive attached to it and when I was in school. And that's immediately where my head went. And I was preparing for, I don't know if it was a defense mechanism. I don't know if it was uh, an agreeance and being upset. I'm not really sure where my mind was going on things, but I was think, trying to think really quick along the lines of what I grew up around when I was being told that I was talkative and, and or disruptive. Fortunately for me, my t Danny's teacher uh, was able to say that it's not a bad thing. It's just something, and it's something we need to work on. It's something we need to address and understand, and it's something that we need to figure out how to harness and for him to be able to use in a positive way. Never using the word disruptive, never being negative, never being like he was a trouble, just that he's talkative. And I immediately thought, how awesome is this to be sitting here with Danny's teacher who could very easily say, He's talkative, he's disruptive, he's turning the class upside down, he's upsetting people. But Danny's a sweet, sensitive kid that's just excited to share uh, the things in his head with everybody. And, uh, you know, that was pretty, pretty powerful for me to learn that that's how his teacher thought. When I left, I thought about it a little bit more. And I thought that that was something that we really all need to get in line with and realigning our thoughts on what's acceptable, not acceptable, how to address it, how to look at things that aren't necessarily positive, but could have some positive to them. I mean, heck, I've made a living talking. So I don't know how bad talk being talkative and disruptive was other than uh, I'm sure I probably bothered a few people through the years. And I'm sorry for that if I've never apologized to you. But the reason why I share the story with you is as listeners, I hope you know, and this is my belief, may or may not be fact, but I believe it. I believe right now the world we live in today, this day, is the greatest time in history for people to be able to do just about anything they want as long as they have relentless commitment to getting it. Think about it. 25 years ago, it was just 25 years ago that if you wanted to find information on something, you needed to go to an encyclopedia, a dictionary, a library. You might have had slow dial-up, but the databases didn't have all the information they have today. Today, you can do a search on just about anything. I can shout out to Alexa from my kitchen and find out any information that comes to my brain. We have the ability to do research and to find things at such an alarming rate that we can educate ourselves and be able to do things we've never imagined being able to do. I mean, it was two months ago that I decided that I was going to launch Be Awesome. Two months ago. And in that two months, I learned all about doing business in the state of Massachusetts, what I needed to do. I was able to use LegalZoom 
online that saved me from even having to walk into a lawyer's office to file all the paperwork and all of the documents that I needed to do. And I was able to learn how to do a business plan, uh, the ability to do things like people want shirts with Steve the Rooster, uh, be able to have people that can, can research and find and do things that... Uh, typically would have taken a lot of time, cost a lot more money, and wouldn't have had that ability to do in a short amount of time. little thing on Steve the Rooster before I forget. Uh, it was funny when that, when that well tank burst, uh, we finally got a repairman to come out here, and he came up to the front door and he said, you got dogs? And I said, don't worry, they're all locked up. But uh, we have a pet rooster named Steve, and he's a real jerk, uh, which caused him to laugh. Uh, thankfully, we negotiated the price uh, for the repair before he was introduced to Steve while uh, going to the bulkhead because I'm uh, undoubtedly sure it would have been quite a bit more money. But, uh, yeah, you know, we might be doing Steve the Rooster t-shirts. Who knows? Uh, that was one of the most widely uh, requested items to get. But we do live in a great place right now with lots of opportunity. We just need to open our eyes to it and look for it and it's not far away you know i'm gonna wrap up here today let you guys hopefully enjoy your week uh with uh, just a reminder you know if you're on social media you undoubtedly are going to see lots of motivational quotes and stories and things that should or hopefully could inspire you all of them are true all of them are real and all of them make sense but make sure they make sense for you. Make sure that what you read and what you see aren't just words. And if they are, figure out how to make them your words. Uh, maybe find something like jury duty or something to you that you just have this outcome or attitude that it's negative And see if you can flip the script on that and make it positive or even go middle of the ground. You know, hey, it thinks I'm going to jury duty, but... You know, I got a day out of work and, uh, you know, I might get the opportunity to meet some people I've never met before and come together and and work on a case with uh, and deliberate and find a consistent determination of what, what that outcome is going to be with these people. Um, try to see if there's something you could do, just one thing that you could better just a little bit of your day. By changing the way that you think. I assure you you can do it. And I can assure you you'll feel better doing it. I'm really excited for next week's episode. Uh, I'm going. I'm leaving the tree. I'm leaving Steve behind. I'm going out and uh, going to be doing this off-site with someone. I believe you're going to love this podcast next week. I hope you love these two here. But this was really to uh, get me started and comfortable for what's to come, which is some really exciting announcements and some really exciting people. And we're going to start with uh, one next week. In the meantime, uh, you can find me at my website, www.beawesome, B-E-A-U-S-M as in Mary, dot com. Again, it's beawesome, B-E-A-U-S-M dot com. You can sign up for my newsletter, which we're going to be starting here in the next week or so. You can send me an email at josh at beawesome.com. Again, that's josh at beausm.com. Uh, you can find me on social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
uh, YouTube, and we're going to start putting some content out there uh, in the upcoming week as well. We're going to start put, getting more out there with the uh, social media side of things. And uh, if you just want to drop me a line and say hello, or if you have a question, or if you want me to focus on something, uh, or give my perspective on something, it could be specific to what's going on in your life, just send me an email, uh, and I'll be more than happy to address it. In the meantime, hope you guys have a great week. And uh, remember to do awesome, you got to be awesome. Can't wait to talk to you next week.